Hi, and welcome to the Vine Community Church Podcast. We hope that what you're about to hear will help you to flourish in God's grace and bear fruit through loving God, loving each other, and loving our community. And again, thanks for being here. I am John Adams, lead pastor, and uh, we want to welcome you here and those who are also online with us today. And we are in a series We've been in a series on those I am statements from the Gospel of John. And just a couple weeks ago, Garrison taught on I am the bread of life, and then Andrew on I am the light of the world. Last week, Mark Pugh preached on that I am the true vine, and today we're going to be looking at I am the good shepherd. You know, as we look at another look at these I am statements we are, uh, we're seeing how Jesus actually beautifully and masterfully taught people. He came to a society where in those days, Jesus' days, it was mostly agricultural. And so he talked about being a shepherd. A lot of us really don't know what shepherds do and what they really are about. But in that day, it would have been obvious And so he uses this beautiful picture of his people being sheep and Jesus himself being the good shepherd. And so today, as we look at this, I was thinking about good and and what what does a good shepherd look like? And I was thinking about that word good for a moment. And coming home from Florida, Lizanne and I uh, last week ran across a billboard in Perry, Florida, off of I-75. It says this. Believe there is good in this world. And I, and I looked it up because I was like, interesting. What's it? Now, who, who put that up? Well, a Rotary Club paid thousands of dollars and explained the reason why they were motivated to put the sign up. They, they said this, no matter how dire our personal, national, or global problems seem, there is good that lives around us. You know, I agree with that because God's word tells us no matter how dire or, or how personal our personal, national, or global problems may seem, there is good in this world, and that good is Jesus. He is the great I am. He is the truly good shepherd. And he wants you to know wherever you are in your journey that he is good for his people who trust in him. And then he does want to work goodness in and through you and in, 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 in all around you. And so, so today we're going to be looking at this whole, this whole teaching. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. So if you look in your Bibles with me, John chapter 10, we're going to be looking at verse beginning in verse number 11. And as always, we remind you that this is God's word. Amen. He writes here, John and Jesus' very words, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen 
to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. Thanks be to God for his glorious, rich word. We give him praise. Amen. So as we look at this phrase in both verse 11 and 14, it says, Jesus says this clearly, I am the good shepherd. What does this mean? First of all, I am. We've been looking at this throughout our series. It goes all the way back to Exodus 3 in the burning bush where God appears to Moses and says, I am that I am. And we've seen that this this name that could not even be spoken by the Jewish people means I'm completely independent. I'm like no other. I am utterly different and holy before you. He is the great I am. And we've seen that throughout our series. But he also says, describes, Jesus describes himself as good. And this word good has at least a couple meanings here in scripture. The first is Jesus is saying, I, I'm perfect in all my obedience to the Father. I've kept every commandment. I have not failed. I have no flaw. Not one in my character. Can you imagine if you're in a family What would it be like for one of your family members to have no flaws? (laughs) That would be crazy. And none of us attain to that, but Jesus was saying this. I am the good shepherd. I have no flaws. I'm perfect in my character. But secondly, he meant, he's also saying here in context, I'm the genuine, real one. Compared to every other thing you follow, I am the real shepherd. I am the one you want to be guided by and that you want to trust. I am the good shepherd. This is not just a slogan pasted on a billboard. But Jesus says, I am this good shepherd. And we'll find out more what it means to be this shepherd as we unpack this this message today. But I wanted to look at with you today two reasons why Jesus alone says he is the good shepherd. And the first reason is this. He lays down his life for his sheep. You know, sheep are pretty helpless on their own, right? And they are just, they're a mess, really. They keep falling into holes and they need to be rescued. They, 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 uh, they have predators all around them. And about every other animal is a predator. They are pretty defenseless and they're not so smart. And, and, and so that they constantly need rescue in their lives. And so Jesus is painting this picture of sh- sheep who need a shepherd. And he's saying, guys, ladies, you need a shepherd. You need someone to guide you, to care for you, to rescue you, to protect you. And four times in these verses, Jesus repeats that he lays down his life. Look at it, the, the passage. Verse 11, 15, 17, and 18. He says, I lay down my life for the sheep. In the first two verses, 11 and 15, he he says that he lays down his life for the sheep. In the last two times, he emphasizes that he lays down his life so that he may take it up again. We'll talk about that in just a second. And, And shepherds, 
will, will really risk their lives to protect their sheep in many ways. They'll, they'll, they'll risk injury or they'll risk, you know, they'll, <laughs> they'll do lots of crazy, risky things. But there are very few shepherds, actually, that would give their life, that would die for their sheep. But Jesus is saying, not only am I willing to die for my sheep, I did, and I will, in just a few days, die for the sheep. Only one shepherd, Jesus the good shepherd, chooses to rescue his sheep at the cost of his very life. And this should impact us. And so he talks here in stark contrast to those who are the faulty shepherds who are not bringing good news and who are not good shepherds. Verse 12 tells us about these. He calls them hired hands. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. You see, Jesus mentions these hired hands because he's saying, I am not like them at all. Because Jesus is saying, I take ownership of the sheep, verse 12, <laughs> versus these hired hands. He protects, Jesus protects the sheep against wolves and predators, verse 12 again. Jesus never leaves the sheep, especially when danger is all around, verse 13. And it, verse 13 also gives us a great summary of, of how self-absorbed these hired hand, faulty shepherds are. He says there, a hired hand cares nothing for the sheep. You see, in spiritual terms in the Old Testament, uh, here, the nation of Israel knew what this was all about. A lot of prophets taught about these hired hands or faulty shepherds, the religious people that were leading God's people, but they didn't care for God's people. They would feed themselves, but not feed the sheep. And in, for example, Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 8 he writes this, as I live, declares the Lord God, surely because my sheep have become a prey and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts since there was no shepherd. And because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed my sheep. And here's just a few examples how these False, faulty shepherds in their teaching, what they tried to feed God's people with, first of all, with performance-based teaching. Remember, the context of this passage is important. We learned this in, in, in our comma study throughout the year in studying the Bible. Context is, is huge. And Jesus is teaching here about being a good shepherd on the heels of the Pharisees having this encounter with Jesus where they saw Jesus heal this blind man or heard about it in John chapter 9. And the Pharisees, you see, had believed that their acceptance with God was from their efforts, their works, their obedience, and keeping all the commandments of God. And when they saw this man healed by Jesus, and he just had this simple childlike faith, they hated it. They hated this, and then they hated Jesus because of it. 
So what do they do? Verse 34 of chapter 9 says that they excommunicated him. They kicked him out of the synagogue and fellowship. And because the Pharisees could not stand this work of God's grace that this blind man could just receive healing and then receive faith in, in Jesus. So, so here we see that uh, the Pharisees were good at rule keeping and they relied on their goodness for acceptance by God. And we're not often so much different, are we? Whether or not we follow Jesus, we often fall into performance-based teaching whether we hear it from others or we hear it in our own heads. When, when, this is when we believe that our acceptance is based on our efforts and our goodness. And Jesus here reminds us that his, we need his goodness to provide rescue from our sin. Later in, in, in John 10, the good shepherd says this, verse 28. I, I, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. You see, it's God's work. Jesus is saying, I will do it, the work. You need to receive. And, and so, so here we see that, for, that just one example of the false teaching that was going on in Jesus' day and in ours. But secondly, there's an example of false teaching called prosperity theology. The good shepherd has come to give you abundant life, but not like some teachers spin it. You see, Christ promises, John 10.10, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. But again, abundant life here doesn't mean health, wealth, and prosperity. The whole of Scripture actually teaches that when we come and follow Jesus, actually life often gets harder. There are no guarantees of a comfortable life. But, and, and you will suffer, the scripture says, throughout the, the Old and New Testaments. And the world will actually hate you at times. And, but abundant life, what Jesus is describing here is believing in Jesus, the good shepherd, that he can be trusted at all times. Whether things are going well for you or whether it's going poorly. Are you trusting Jesus? As you trust Jesus, actually you are living in abundance in him. And, and listen, as we think about this, this whole first point of why, why Jesus himself alone is the good shepherd, that he laid down his life for the sheep, he, he died on the cross and he alone was raised from the dead. He, he had, here in this passage, twice he says he had the authority to take up his life, and that probably means his bodily resurrection. And even today, he is rescuing us by his continual prayers for us. If you are a, one of his, he's praying for you right now. Hebrews 7.25 says that. He makes continual intercession for us. And someday soon, he will return, not only as the good and gentle shepherd, but he will come as a mighty warrior king, and he will defeat all of his and our enemies. Thanks be to our God. You see, that's Jesus laid down his life for you and me and all his people. He is the good shepherd, 
And that's why he's the good shepherd. But secondly, he knows his sheep by name. You know, this week I was um, <clears throat> rereading Philip Keller's. It's a great book if you haven't read it. It's, it's a, called A Shepherd's Look at Psalm 23. Sometimes it's named, it was named A Shepherd Psalm. And he, and he used to be a shepherd before he became a pastor. And he talks about how when he, with his sheep in the fold, when his sheep would, would be fearful and they would be just all distraught and kind of, you know, running over each other and just fearful. All he had to do was walk into the sheep pen with his sheep in their presence. And there would be like this immediate calming effect. Why? Because the shepherd that they knew and he knew them was in their midst. His very presence has an amazing comforting effect. Are you comforted? Are you comforted by the presence of the good shepherd? Yeah, it's not always like it's going to hit you in this overwhelming way, but as you grow in your faith and believing God's word and trusting the good shepherd more and more and more, the beauty and grace of the comfort of the presence of the good shepherd who knows you by name will just begin to waft over you and change your heart. You see, Jesus himself, his, his presence is, is so beautiful. So take a moment here to look at what Jesus promises for his sheep. That it, Verse 14 says, he says, I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. The word know here appears, again, four times in two verses. And it means to know intimately, kind of like a physical relationship between a husband and a wife. And imagine this, that Jesus the Son, since eternity past, has never had a moment where he didn't fully enjoy perfect relationship with God the Father. And imagine that, what that relationship would be like, never being having conflict, never having a misunderstanding or sin or struggle in a relationship. Would that be good, guys? But Jesus says, just like I have relationship with the Father in perfect communion, you will have that kind of relationship with me. Do you see that? But it is so hard for us to see because we are so easily distracted. And by the way, we, yes, we do st still struggle with sin. But the good shepherd sees us and knows you right now perfectly. Because there is no sin in him. And the way that God, Jesus knows you at this very moment is the way that he knows the Father. And someday when we are stripped of all of our sin and struggle and we're with him face to face, we are going to have that knowledge. We are going to know him and experience him in that perfect union. Wow. And more and more and more in your life as you grow, he wants you to know him. I can tell you. You know, 61 years old, that the Lord Himself is still like giving me more and more goodness and grace in knowing Him. It's a sweetness.
It's just a resting in the relationship. It's just a confidence, a growing confidence that he is my guide and he is my God and he wants you to know that and experience that in your life. He is the good shepherd. He knows you by name. He wants you to grow in that relationship with him. And, but there's more in this passage. It's crazy good how good our God is. Verse 16 says, And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me. Because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. Likely the other sheep of not of this fold in verse 16 is referring to the Gentiles. And by the way, that's most of us here who will be included in God's restoring his relationship with him and one another. And remember in the Old Testament that God's salvation was initiated mostly on behalf of the Jewish people. But here Jesus triumphantly applies God's mercy his love and salvation, not only to the Jewish people and not only just to you and me or just a few people. Right now, the good shepherd is pursuing his worldwide mission to rescue his sheep who hear his voice. This includes millions and millions way beyond coming Georgia or even the United States or Thailand or Cuba, Africa, Europe, China. It is a worldwide enterprise of the Good Shepherd and he wants you to join him in that glorious mission as you listen to his voice and follow his lead and be on mission with him. Do you know how good the good shepherd really is? Do you know that? I mean, I know a lot of you know theologically or biblically that that's true. Yeah, there it is. It's in print. He says it. I believe that. I know that. But do you know it? Do you know Jesus? Or do you have a growing, beautiful, unfolding relationship with the good shepherd himself? Maybe you've been hurt or you've been numb by circumstances or by religiosity and you're wondering, Jesus, are you really good? Or you may be distracted by busyness and you've had little time to read God's word and to pray, to talk with God and to know or think and ponder of his goodness. It's possible also that you know his goodness, but you're living a life without sharing him or being on mission with him. Or maybe today you're not a part of his flock. You may have known lots or heard lots of information about Jesus, but perhaps you don't know him personally. He longs to know you. He longs to guide you. He wants to carry you right now and through your life. Will you trust him? 
Will you rely on him? You know, it's a pretty famous story of, you know, that many of us have heard how, you know, when sheep wander incessantly over and over again, they leave, they leave the shepherd and they get lost and they, he has to rescue them over and over again. Well, a shepherd at one point will intentionally, out of love for the sheep, break the legs of the sheep and then for maybe days, weeks, months, carry the sheep on his shoulders. And uh, that good shepherd, that shepherd takes the sheep and teaches that sheep to rely on him. And after weeks and months of doing this, finally the, the sheep, sheep's legs heal. He never wanders again. He stays close because he's found comfort. The good shepherd alone, I will stay close to. We all struggle with wandering because we do sin, we are frail. God more and more and more wants to teach us to trust Him. Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at thevinecc.com, download our mobile app, or visit us on Facebook or Instagram at thevinecc. Have a great week.